Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you. I, I don't know. I just felt like acting like one of the uh, the old school circus guys. I actually have no idea what we're talking about today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Uh, I'm just kidding. I have a 10-page outline. I know exactly what we're talking about today. But we will be focusing as much time as we possibly can on... The Super Bowl, big game on Sunday, of course. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs from Sin City, uh, from Vegas, 4.30 kick. It's so funny when big games roll around. So often I feel like the TV guide. People are like, what channel is it on? What time is it on? I'm like, I don't, what, you got a smartphone? Look it up on the internet. I mean, I know sometimes. Other times I don't. If I don't know, I'm probably just going to Google it and then send you the information I Googled. You should just Google it. Uh, so we'll give you... Matchup by matchup. We've talked quite a bit about this Super Bowl. Monday's show with Marty Mornaweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback, bringing down the ins and outs of the intricacies of this matchup. We also gave you all of our best bets and some other storylines with Brooks Nuanez on Thursday. Today, we have a whole bunch of other stuff to get to. It's height of hoop season right now. It's also the first state championship weekend of winter sports. So we have high school state wrestling, high school state swimming. Those are both on the docket this uh, upcoming weekend. So we have a whole bunch of uh, housekeeping to keep up with. And of course, we love covering all that, the high school stuff as well. So we will splice in matchups intermittently while also giving you uh, as much of the news of the day and the news of the week uh, as uh, when it comes to the uh, wide world of Montana sports. Appreciate you for tuning in. Thanks so much for uh, working with us with the uh, flexibility of our schedules here. Uh, if you're new to the show or you haven't tuned in in a little while, my wife and I uh, welcomed a new baby boy into the world uh, a little more than two weeks ago. So he's doing great. Mom's doing great. I've just been trying to be at home as much as possible, bonding with the family, certainly, but also, you know, labor's a huge deal. So I've been trying to take care of my wife as much as I can, make sure that she's got all the food and, and, uh, you know, she's a nurse, so my nursing skills pale in comparison to hers. But uh, but spending more time than usual at home. But uh, these guys, Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford, and all of our other uh, regular contributors have done a great job holding down the fort, steering the ship for me uh, while I've been in and out. But I'm with you here stem to stern today. So uh, we'll go around the big sky. Uh, we'll also go around the wide world of high school sports. Lady Grizz, uh, man. 
lost last night. Uh, we're always stuck with when we're talking about this Lady Grizz team because on one hand, they lost to the best team in the league. Everybody else that's played Northern Arizona's lost to them. But on the other hand, the only team that's beaten Northern Arizona this year is the Lady Grizz. I think our opinion of the Lady Grizz is colored by that win and other times that Montana has looked really darn good. Last night, they didn't look so hot. I think that's the part that's uh, confounding about this Lady Grizz team. They either look like the best offensive team that we've seen in quite some time in the big sky and women's hoops, or they look totally pedestrian like they have no chance. So that's a weird dichotomy. There's really no kind of right down the middle. Good teams will win when they play well and not win when they don't play well. Great teams, elite teams, they got to figure out ways to win even when they don't play that well. They're kind of stuck. So we'll talk uh, our way through that. I know Andrew was at Dahlberg Arena last night to take in that matchup. We also uh, have Carol in the Chicken Does No Sports. We also, Tuesday, didn't get to our Treasure State Stars, so I have a couple of Treasure State Stars uh, from the best individual performances, heavy on the high school hoops in that one. Uh, Carol will join us at the top of the hour, and then we'll spend the rest of the show take you home here on this Friday. Talking all things Super Bowl Sunday. Well, stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com, or you can uh, stream it on the ESPN MT app. Also want to watch us on TV, statewide, SWX Montana Television, every Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call or text that number anytime uh, throughout the rest of the show. And uh, texting is a great way to do it, especially if you want some Florence coffee. I already had my Florence coffee uh, times two today. So uh, <laughs> needed it early in the morning, needed it right around lunchtime as well. So already d- gone and done that. But Florence coffee is open late, especially now at their South Reserve location and their Brook Street location. Both of those kiosks open until 8 p.m. It's Friday night. You can stay up late. You'll hit up either of those two open late kiosks. You're going to buy one, get one free right now. And if you want free Florence coffee, text that number, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And you can also text it if you want to be a part of this here fine show. Uh, Andrew, first of all, nice work this week. I appreciate the contributions to the show. Before we get to some of our Big Sky scoreboard and uh, some of our Class AA stuff, Initial thoughts on the Super Bowl? Probably a, a different feeling for you because last year you were wearing your Jamie Macklin jersey and you're rooting on the Eagles hard, and, and this year not a dog in the fight. But one familiar face, uh, the team that took down your team last year uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs. What's your gut feeling about this Super Bowl? How are you feeling going into Super Sunday? Well, I guess my initial reaction to everything, and I think this is probably a viewpoint that's been shared on this show before, I really just couldn't believe the Chiefs were underdogs when right. the line came out early last week. And I know I know how talented the 49ers are. We've been talking about them all fall here on Nuanez now. I just I can't imagine giving Patrick Mahomes points in a Super Bowl. And the other thing is 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 Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs defense, right? They've been lights out more or less throughout the playoffs. And, and I guess the other thing that I really thought is, you know, if they did that to Lamar Jackson in the conference championship game, like what's it going to look like against Brock Purdy? So those were my <laughs> two thoughts going into it. It is fascinating. So I thought sometimes, I mean, I don't want to get too far into the uh, the ins and outs of the way that the book works when it comes to the, the sport uh, sporting bet machine. Because we do that every Thursday. But when the Niners open at one-and-a-half-point favorites, I thought, okay, the book is baiting the public to pour money in on the Chiefs. And by the time kickoff rolls around, the Chiefs will just be two-and-a-half-point favorites. Right. They're just trying to get more action on it. The line has then since moved in favor of the 49ers. So then I'm sitting here questioning myself. Am I sitting here thinking, okay, midseason – you're watching the Chiefs, and you're like, well, this Chiefs team just doesn't have it. They got the Super Bowl hangover. They're not that talented on offense. They got the best quarterback in the NFL, but they can't catch the ball. Maybe this just isn't their year. They're going to have to figure out a way to reel out the salary cap, get some more weapons. They're missing Tyreek Hill bad. Okay, maybe it's just not for the Chiefs. 
maybe that's what everybody's seeing. They're seeing this great 49ers team that had the best record in the NFC, and they're thinking, okay, the Chiefs just haven't been that good this year. Maybe I am overreading the fact that, okay, it's a one-game scenario. If you have the best player and he plays quarterback, it's going to be pretty much – it's going to be a tall task to beat you. So I, that's what I'm weighing now is – because, like, I test – I totally agree. The 49ers are much better than the, the Chiefs. They've lost, lost half as many games yeah. this season. But how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? And then how has the line continued to move in the favor of the 49ers? Like right now, the most fascinating part is that the money line, even though the point spread has stayed at two and a half, the money line keeps getting more favorable for the Chiefs. It's plus 120 now. So you're talking 100 to win 120. I don't know, man. I'm not telling you where to put your money. That's where you should be putting your money. But I, the the thing that gives me pause, right, is that you know if the line hasn't moved or if the line is moving in favor of the Chiefs, you know that the money that's coming in on the 49ers is the sharp money, right? Because you know yep. that the public is betting the Chiefs. Because, first of all, if you only know one player in the NFL, you know Patrick Mahomes. That's right. And if you only know two players in the NFL this year, it's probably Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. It's true. What if the Sharps... Here's one for you. What if the Sharps think the opposite of what you just said? That Brock Purdy's way better than Lamar Jackson. Then I'd have, I'd have questions about how they're winning money on betting football. Like I, I don't know. I don't want to wade into the whole Brock Purdy narrative and argument around him. I'm fully down to be convinced that he's better than I think he is. Sure. But I mean, when you look at it during this playoff run, the Chiefs' defense has beaten and played really well against yep. Tua, Josh Allen, yep. Lamar Jackson. No doubt. I just like I don't think I'm crazy for not thinking that Brock Purdy is not on the level of those guys, especially <laughs> the latter two of them, right? Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson won his second MVP last night. Now joining completely rare company. There's only 11 guys in NFL history that have won multiple MVPs. There's guy, there are guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre, and you know the best players in the and Aaron Rodgers, the best players in the history of the league are the guys that have won multiple MVPs. And Lamar Jackson now has. And he's only 26 years old. So uh, I agree. I also think that we always play, I I say this every week, I know I'm a broken record, but we always play up quarterback narrative, quarterback narrative, quarterback narrative. And it's either, like in the case of the Chiefs last week against the Ravens, the narrative was, oh, Mahomes managed the game better than Lamar Jackson, and also Lamar Jackson sucks in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson is the one that lost the game for the Ravens. What about the credit by Steve Spagnola to run a defensive scheme that really, I mean, they, they took some stuff from the Texans from the week before, but no one has had the guts and the balls to blitz Lamar Jackson like the Chiefs did. Last year, they last week, they just lit him up. The 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 well, and what was so impressive about that, if I can cut in for sure. a second, is that was the exact opposite of what they ran against Josh Allen. Exactly, where they didn't blitz him at all the week before yep. and and dropped back and let him throw four yard completions the entire game, but didn't let him scramble and beat the blitz or get the ball downfield. They switched it back to back in in two diff- different weeks. Now Spagnuolo's got two weeks to prepare for Purdy. No doubt, Duane's out. ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television. All the talk about the quarterbacks. Makes me center upon my first narrative of this game that actually has to do with the run games. The Niners are great at rushing the passer. They've looked terrible defending the run the last couple weeks. They got gassed by the Packers. Then they got drilled by the Lions. They were still able to come back and win the NFC Championship game in spite of all of that. Can Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs' run game get going? On the other side, Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL. He won the Jim Brown Award last night at the NFL Awards. Led the league in rushing. Uh, he is, you know, he's the golden boy of running backs in the NFL at this exact moment. The Chiefs, again, sort of an undertold story. They had the second best pass rush in the, in the National Football League. They had almost 60 sacks this year. The only team that had more sacks this year were the Baltimore Ravens. And as Coach Marty said, a great pass rush is a good secondary. The best secondary is the best pass rush. Those two things go hand in hand. How do you sort of take away that advantage for the Chiefs defense? You run the ball. So Christian McCaffrey versus Isaiah Pacheco, I think that's a huge matchup in this game. If I'm saying it, you know the coaches know it. One of my favorite prop bets on the board, regardless of who you think is going to win, Christian McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco, each over 70 yards rushing. 
Check out that one. That's pretty good odds. Maybe just put like a quarter of a unit, half a unit on it, and uh, see how you do. More on the Super Bowl coming up. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Class AA Spotlight. Here's the sort of the formula for this. Tuesdays, we'll give you a recap of the weekend that was and some of the best storylines throughout the the, uh, the state of Montana at the AA level. Thursdays, we'll have an interview for you. Coach, player, uh, all the like. By the way, Andrew, I missed the show. Uh, I missed that part of the show yesterday. How was Courtney Grossman? Uh, she was really great, and I thanks to her for taking the time. They had a huge game coming up. Yeah, yesterday night against Billings Skyview, the they're cross in, town. They're like in the gauntlet right now. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, it it was really uh, it was really nice to take the time, and you know we got to chat about a lot of different things too because they're the they won the volleyball state title in the fall. Yep, her she's, mom is the volleyball coach. What I think she's she retired after the season. She just yeah, I mean, yeah. good way to walk out. You go undefeated, win the state championship. You say okay. I'm good. Uh, and and also, Courtney Grossman is going to Eastern Washington next right. year. So we talked a little bit about, you know, Jody Gleason. They're playing super great this year. Uh, how's it feel to be going to a program like that? So you can go check that out in the podcast if you missed it. But I thought it was a really good interview. Well, it's, it's cool because this shows you how competitive AA is in girls. West is the defending champs, and they have multiple reputable players, including Courtney Grossman, who's a D1 player. Yet they're not even the favorites in their own city, let alone in the state of Montana. That's how stacked AA is this year. I mean, pretty incredible that at Billings, in Billings right now, you have multiple Division One players in one town, let alone all the Division One players uh, all across the state. Our, our Class AA spotlight is brought to us in part by Grizzly Disposal. Grizzly Disposal, Grizzly Disposal excuse me, locally owned and operated, loves to support high school sports. Visit grizzlydisposal.com. To get a free quote today, we'll start on the girls' side from last night. How about the Missoula Big Sky girls? What an unbelievable season that they are in the midst of. They have a 56-48 win over Kalispell Flathead. Flathead played for the state title a year ago. So the uh, the Eagles now, they've won 13 in a row. They were 11-0 in uh, Western AA play. Number two team in the state. Cadence Couture, who's only a junior, but she's bound for Idaho. She had 19 points. Avery Decoy, who's only a sophomore, she had 17 points. And uh, Sadie McGuinn had 13 points for the Eagles. And uh, they were able to shake off a slow start and rally all the way back for a nice win over Flathead. So the uh, winning streak continues for the Big Sky girls. For the Hellgate girls, I knew they would be coming. They had a tough start to the year. But they have a ton of talent led by Chloe Larson, who's one of the best combo guards in the state. And the Hellgate, they got Helena High on the road last night. So they beat the Bengals. Bengals were fifth in the state coming into this uh, in the most recent AA rankings. Hellgate wins 51-42. Hellgate now 6-4 in Western AA play. Larson, she had 16 points to lead the Knights. That was only the second uh, Western AA loss for the Bengals. Helena Capital, 52-41 over Missoula Sentinel. So Sentinel's been a little bit up and down. They're still trying to find their way. Uh, Bozeman Gallatin, they went through the ringer last week. They had to play at West and at Skyview. That's as tough as it could possibly get. They lost both of them, but they were in both games all the way down the wire. Then they bounced back with a nice crosstown win. Bozeman Gallatin did 56-28 over Bozeman. Emma Hardman had 21 points. Jada Davis had 16, and Ava Overgaard had 11 for the Raptors. They're now 8-3 in Eastern AA play. Billings Sr., uh, they beat up on Belgrade 41-28. Uh, the Panthers, man, got a feel for them. They, they are just, they're, they are really, really struggling. They scored zero points in a half uh, earlier in the week, and they're now 0-14. So hopefully Belgrade can get a breakthrough. But uh, senior, they get their third conference win. And the Great Falls CMR, they beat Great Falls High 54-33. Class AA Spotlight presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank has more than 40 locations across the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. The AA boys scores from last night. Missoula Hellgate, they keep on rolling, defending state champs. Uh, They are also undefeated in conference play, 10-0 in the West after a 61-54 win over Helena High. Easton Sand, 18 points to lead the Knights. So they uh, keep getting it done. Missoula Sentinel, they're surging lately. They beat Helena Capital 47-44 after trailing by nine at halftime. So a nice 16-4 run in the third quarter. Helps boost the Spartans. Grady Walker, who's bound for the Grizzlies to play football, uh, he had 17 points. So he's playing really well as of late. And the Spartans uh, have certainly got it going here these last couple weeks. 
Billing Senior, they beat up on Belgrade 65-40. to 40, And uh, now the Bronx are 5-6 and six in conference play. Uh, excuse me, 6-8 and eight so far uh, in, in conference play um, so far this uh, season. No, excuse me, I'm looking at their record all wrong. They're 6-8 and eight overall, they're 5-6 and six in conference play. I'm sorry. This is what I get when I'm trying to read off of the computer. And the Missoula Big Sky, they've also been up and down, but more up since conference play began. And they got another one last night. They're six, they won 67-59 over Kalispell Flathead. So there you go. That's a little update for you. When it comes to the uh, world of Class AA hoops, the Class AA tournament in Missoula in March. So we'll keep telling you about it. Thanks to our great sponsors, including Montana Imaging. Montana Imaging offers MRIs at half the price of the other guys, and they can get you in the same day or next day with a short wait time on results. Visit MontanaImagingCenter.com for more info. Also got to say thanks to Paradise Falls. They're streaming all the high school games anytime you'd like to watch them. And also got to say thanks to the Jewelry Design Center. Jewelry Design Center, your jewelers for life. Let's take a look at our Big Sky scoreboard from last night. Uh, pretty much full slate of games on Thursday. On the women's side, Northern Colorado, Weber State, excuse me, Northern Colorado, Montana State, the Bobcats, big-time defensive effort, 61-40 to over the Bears. That's now eight conference games in which Montana State has given up less than 60 points, including the third game they've given up less than 50. Cats are 7-1 and one in those games. So Trisha Binford's squad absolutely getting it done with their defense. Weber State, they drill Portland State. Wildcats shot a program record, 65% from the floor. Portland State only shot 29% from the floor. That's not going to get it done. Uh, the Vikings now have lost 16 in a row. Uh, bummer what's going on there in Portland, but Weber State much improved. They're, they got four conference wins already. They only had two uh, a year ago. Northern Arizona here in Missoula, they win 69-60 over the Lady Grizz. More on that game coming up. We'll hear from Brian Holsinger as well as Lori Payne, the uh, respective head coaches in that game. And don't look now, but the Sac State women, they'd won one game all year long. They were 1-19 coming into last weekend. Now they've won two in a row. They beat Portland State. Okay, don't make much of that, but they beat Idaho State. That's a big win. Idaho State was six and four uh, in women's hoops coming in in league play coming in. So um, certainly bad loss by the Bengals. Good win by Sac State. We'll see if they're turning the corner under a first year head coach. The men's scoreboard from last night. Montana State completely. Uh, Blew this one. They were up seven points with about four and a half minutes to go, and then they did not make another shot for the whole rest of until Brian Garaki banked in a three to kind of keep it close. But then they uh, end up losing seventy-three to seventy. That would have been a huge road win for Montana State, but instead Northern Colorado defends home court and they pull one out. Uh, ever since Eric Duft from Weber State went nuts on his team in the media and said we would need a bunch of changes to be made. They made the changes. Weber State's been really good since then, including last night beating Portland State 84-72. In Pocatello, nothing going for the Sac State men offensively, and uh, the Bengals get a big win, 68-40. And then in Flagstaff, the game was delayed by like an hour and a half because of snow. The refs hadn't arrived yet. Well, didn't matter to the Montana offense. The Grizz scored 90 points against Northern Arizona when they were in Missoula. They scored 94 on the road. They went 94-66. So uh, the roller coaster ride that is the Grizz offense continues, but um, pretty big-time result there and uh, certainly operating efficiently offensively, shooting 60% once again and uh, scoring a big sky, at least in conference, high total for points with 94 points last night uh, for Montana. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports on, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, Silver Slipper will have it on for you. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. You want some fun reading? If you're a Big Sky basketball fan, go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Andrew Houghton, a couple nice write-ups on our uh, mid-season all-league picks. I must say, my man, uh, your uh, your dissertations were so good uh, that I have pretty much no arguments for you. Also, I thought that 
uh, we sort of see this league at least this year pretty similarly. But I, I, I loved your picks. Um, one note, and we'll talk more about these games in the next segment. But one of the three people you had on the women's ballot for uh, MVP. This is just our midseason all-conference picks, basically. I totally agreed with Jamie Loetta from Eastern Washington as your your mid mid-conference slate. MVP in women's basketball. She just does the most. She makes the most winning plays. You acknowledge that she's maybe not the best shooter in the world, but she's packs the stack. She's the best two-way player in the league. She's also just the alpha of the league. But another young lady you had on the list was Sophie Glancy, and we have both been high on Glancy since we watched her eat the Lady Grizz alive last year. Well, it was more feasting last night. What did you think of Sophie Glancy? Watching the highlights, it looked like this was... I mean, she had 30 points and eight rebounds, but it looked like it had very little resistance involved in it. Well, I think that resistance aside, there wasn't anything that the Lady Grizz could have done to her to make her miss at that point. I mean, well, right, it but it's like the- it's like Chris Redpath always says: you just can't let her catch the ball. Right. If you let her catch the ball, it's already over. That was the that was the problem exactly. That's what it was. It was one of the crazier performances that I've seen in a long time. She had. 30 points and 8 rebounds. There's just a stretch down the down the stretch in the second half when Northern Arizona pulled away. She went on this personal 8-0 run, and it's just her catching the ball in the post. She's barely looking at the rim. She's flipping, flipping up these soft little hook shots that are all net. Doesn't matter where she's catching it. If she's catching it a couple steps away from the basket, she's catching it a step below the free throw line. She's turning over that left shoulder and putting up that hook shot. And you'll hear Brian Holsinger talk about this as well. Like you said, once she caught it, there wasn't anything that they could do with her, and that just that kind of touch, uh, combined with the physicality to get to her spots, really, really unique. And I said in in that piece, you know, she goes off against the Lady Grizz tonight. Maybe she's the MVP of the league going forward. I, that I, it reminded me of, of what Beyonce B did to the Lady Grizz last season. It just they had no answer for her, and you'll hear Brian Holsinger say essentially that as well. Here's the thing about Sophie Glancy. Snow is now ESPN Radio. More importantly, here's the thing about the Lady Grizz defense, or just defense in basketball in general. If you let Sophie Glancy get anywhere along the right side of the lane and catch the ball, like you're saying, shoot that little turnaround jumper over her left shoulder, she's automatic. That's an 80% shot. You can't let her get to that spot, and then if you do, you have to deny her or double her. And they were doing none of that. They were letting her. You can't just let someone that's already a really good scorer, but she's also sort of repetitive in the way that she likes to score. She has her spots. You can't let her get to her spots, and they were just letting her get to her spots. No, the f- the first two buckets in that run in the second half there, and you're, they're coming back, Northern Arizona's coming back down the floor after she scores, you know, two hook shots in a row. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, just don't let her catch it. And you could see the play coming from a mile away. Yeah. You're like, Northern Arizona, okay, they're passing it around the perimeter. Oh, here comes the cross screen for Glancy, just a simple little cross screen right across the paint. And Carmen G. Feller's a step behind her as she comes across the paint. Easy catch. And it's another bucket. And it's just like you could see it coming for five seconds before she caught the ball. It's like once you get to that point, you've already lost. That's exactly right. On the men's side, you had uh, St. Thomas as your, your midseason MVP. Totally agree. I mean, how could you argue? He's won six conference player of the weeks. Not that that's the only thing that goes into it, but shows you how he's been really good, really consistently. And it was a great uh, argument for St. Thomas and also why maybe Dylan Jones is still certainly in the race, but but maybe why he'd fallen out. But the fact that Weber's now won a couple in a row, I mean, they won at Northern Colorado last week, and then they had a nice, pretty decisive win over Portland State last night. 12 points, but it was never really in doubt they were in control of the game. Does that change your your opinion at all? I mean, does, does Jones maybe make up just a little bit in this race uh, with Thomas after the last couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I said it. If, if they go on a run in the second half of the season here, Weaver State, I'm talking about. Yes. Dylan Jones just is the conference MVP because we we know that he's the alpha dog of the league. That's right. We know that he we, he was the unanimous MVP coming in. Uh, we know he's an NBA draft prospect. We've watched him for three, four years now do this to the league. I mean, he's he absolutely stuffs the stat sheet, ridiculous stat lines every night. I just thought that Weber State going on that Weber State dropping some games and also not seeming to have answers for what was going wrong. I put a lot of that on Dylan Jones. For sure. He's the leader of that team. You know, Eric Duft, good coach. Dylan Jones has to be the leader of that team. Um, He's also getting like what I call the Dan Marino treatment or the Justin Herbert treatment. Like when you decide to come back after you have a gigantic junior year. Sure. 
All, all of Dylan Jones' junior year, we were all just trying to talk ourselves into why Dylan Jones was going to the league. Now we're all trying to talk ourselves into all the reasons why Dylan Jones isn't going to the NBA. It's the same thing that happened to Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert didn't come out after his junior year, so then his draft stock just plummeted simply because people were scouting him to find out what was wrong with him rather than what's right with him. Right. It's the fatigue of watching <laughs> them for that long combined with... The, the elevated expectations, uh, right. right? You that's get right. both of those in tandem. You can't help but start to nitpick Dylan Jones's game. And I, I tried it. You can, you can go read the piece on SkylineSportsMT.com. I did nitpick Dylan Jones's game. Yeah. I also tried to explain why he's still a fantastic player, right? No, that's right. And both of those two things can exist at the same time. Well, the two things, the, the thing that we, you and I agree on so much is when it comes to these all-conference stuff in terms of our opinions on it, Winning is the most important thing. Dylan Jones is not the, the mid-season MVP because his team is not in first or second place, and that is objectively underachieving based on what their expectations are, whereas Eastern Washington, Cedric Coward is one of your nominees. They are in, they're in first place. Um, Northern Colorado, they they were supposed to be middle of the, or bottom of the league, I mean, and they're they not. lost an NBA draft pick. That's right. And, I mean, they lost all connect, exactly. And they were an eighth-place team last year. They're much better this year, despite losing uh, some talented guys. Uh, our midseason All-Big Sky men's team, St. Thomas of Northern Colorado, Cedric Coward of Eastern Washington, Dylan Jones of Weber State, Robert Ford III of Montana State, Ethan Price of Eastern Washington, and Brandon Whitney of Montana. And uh, on the girls' side, it was Loretta, uh, Jamie Loretta of Eastern Washington, as well as Sophie Glancy of uh, Northern Arizona, as well as Danny Barsh of Montana, Aliyah Alexander of EWU, Masson Hall of Montana State, and Delaney Bird of Northern Colorado. Love that you put Hall on there as well. I just think everything you said in the piece, completely on point. She's the heartbeat, the heart and soul of the Montana State Bobcats. More on women's basketball. Dissecting just what went wrong for the Lady Grizz and just what went right for Northern Arizona in Missoula last night. We'll do that on the other side. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here. It's No Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Oh! It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Plenty of uh, defensive breakdowns last night at Dahlberg Arena. More on that in just a minute. Stars now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Palmer's Drug has been taking care of Missoulians since 1954. Their number one goal is to make things easy for you. I know a lot of people need their vitamins, their minerals, their supplements. They make that super easy as well. If you go to palmersdrug.com, you can click right there, and they have a... Uh, 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 online ordering platform where you can order all the best supplements in healthcare. So if it's your vitamin C you want to stock up on, need some collagen, protein, pre-workout, whatever, they got it and they'll deliver it right to your door. It's just a nice little entry point and they already have your information if you are a, a customer there already. So uh, visit palmersdrug.com to find more about ordering the best healthcare uh, supplements online delivered straight to your door. Time now for our Garden City Spotlight. And uh, our Garden City Spotlight, this went down in Missoula last night. The Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, they won 69-60 uh, to 60 over the Lady Grizz. NAU is now 10-1. We're going to break down what ails Montana. And it's, it's this 
ever-moving target because the Lady Grizz, it's not as if they're some deplorable team. No, in fact, they've already won as many games this year as they won all of last year. They're 7-4 and four in conference play. They're right in the mix. They just seem to have had a hard time rising to the occasion in pretty much every conference game that they've played against reputable opponents, except the last time they played at NAU. That was their best in-conference performance. They scored 89 points in flag and won that game. But they've been pretty much non-existent against the rest of the best in the league. Five of their wins are against the bottom of the league. And then they had a nice win over Idaho State, and they had a nice win over Northern Arizona and Flagstaff, and then those the other games against the other top contenders, the Lady Grizz have not been good at all. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Let's talk about the other side. Northern Arizona, for people that don't know the history of this, NAU's women's basketball program has no tradition. They had none before Lori Payne got there. I think they'd gone to the NCAA tournament one time. Well, Lori Payne, who hails from Hammer, Montana, she's been there, there now, I think, seven or eight seasons. And they went from struggling, rebuilding, to pretty good, you know, sort of middle of the league, to last year their first conference title in, in uh, more than 20 years, regular season conference title, and now this year, they're off to a 10-1 start in league play. Here is the former Haver Blue Pony on what's been going well, not only uh, for her team all season, but specifically last night in Missoula and their 69-60 win over the Lady Grizz. What's key in this run that you guys have been on recently? You know, I think we're um, different people are just stepping up. You know, obviously Sophie's putting together a, a pretty phenomenal conference season. Um, you know, with, with Grace being out, she was our starting point guard for the majority of the season and obviously went down and got hurt. And I think Taylor's picked up, stepped up, and, and played some big minutes at that point guard spot, taking taking kind of the lead of that. Um, defensively, I feel like Naya has really locked in and is kind of the leader of our defense. And she made every shot that Mac took tonight tough. Um, Montana's a really good offensive team, and they have a lot of success with that high screen on ball. And so that was kind of the key to our game plan. Um, and I felt like the team executed really, really well. I thought... Sophie was good last year. What's the biggest yeah. step you've seen her take forward this year? You know, her just being multidimensional and being able to score one-on-one, but also when they double, I think she can she can still score with the double. Um, and she's also gotten a lot better about recognizing when she is double or triple teams because teams have to do that to be able to kick out and find shooters. Um, but I think just she's, she has a lot more confidence. I think she has a lot more composure, and she's rebounding a lot better this year than she, than she did last year. They scored, I think, 89 points on the flagship. How did you set out to defend them coming into this one? Yeah, they, they had a ton of success off that high screen on ball um, and they scored I think half of their points on that up in Flagstaff and so that was kind of a key for us. Um, obviously it's two high powered offensive teams. I thought both teams stepped up defensively tonight. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably the better defensive effort from, from both teams um, but just really proud of the veteran group really executing down the stretch. How do you keep this going? One game at a time. You know obviously we're, we're battling some some injuries and different people are stepping up. I mean I'm, I'm very grateful that we have a lot of depth this year. We're having to rotate different people with different lineups, um, but we just take it one game at a time, and, you know, the biggest game of the season is our next one, and that's kind of the mentality that we're going to have. What did you like, or what did you see with that run in the fourth quarter where you pulled away? Yeah, I thought um, our conditioning was great. You know, I feel like that's something that we get an advantage being at 7,000 feet, training at 7,000 feet, um, but our transition is, is one of our keys and one of our most successful offenses, and so I felt like we ran when we had opportunities, and then I thought in the half court we executed um, pretty well you know uh, we're starting to recognize people that have hot hands and Sophie obviously had a hot hand in that second half and we were able to get her the ball just generally how do you how do you push the conditioning for your team without overwhelming people at, at altitude yeah it's a big balance you know I mean rest versus reps and making sure that we're we're getting um, the I think the transition is, is a big thing for us so a lot of our practices any of the conditioning that we do is just with within how we play um, but really just starting to, to limit that, tapering off on that, and making sure those kids that are battling some injuries are getting the amount of rest so that they can perform. Last one for you, either mm-hmm. for you being back in Montana or mm-hmm. just because of the way the first game went, did this mm-hmm. one mean a little bit more? Yeah, it was big. I think Montana's one of the best teams in the conference. You know, they have they have some of the best talent. They're super deep. Um, so we knew this was going to be a tough 
one. You know, in in the game up there, obviously that's the game that, that Grace went down, our starting point guard, and um, you know, so it was tough. We we had, we were a little bit out of sorts to finish that game, and I felt like you know we we rallied and kind of bounced back and figured out some different people to step up and play different positions, and you know the teams teams responded. Radio Tergurancy Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op for 87 years. MEC has proudly been serving power to thousands of loyal members across western Montana and Idaho. Lori Payne joining us, Northern Arizona head coach, Haver, Montana native, the head coach uh, of the first place team in Big Sky Conference hoops. Hot take here, Andrew. I think Northern Arizona has gotten better since Grace Beasley went down. Nothing to do with Grace Beasley. I just think they have better role definition. I think if you have a pass first point guard like they do now you don't have to worry about getting up you don't have to worry about how to keep Emily Rodebaugh and Sophie Glancy and all these weapons that they have happy the point guard just pa- they get their everybody gets theirs yeah, man, you're you're taking all my questions. I actually asked Brian Holsinger yeah. about that in the bit we're about to hear uh, after last night's game. I also think it allows them to do some really interesting things. They had Emily Rodeball bringing the ball up a lot last yep. night, which sort of twists the defense because she's, you know, a three sort of stretch four who can shoot from outside. You bring her up and keep her on the ball. Uh, it allows them to do some really interesting things. And I think, you know, Taylor Feldman, when I first saw her play last year, I was so shook because she looks so identical to Regan Skank, who was their so great weird. all-conference point guard last year. I was like, oh, that's just Regan Skank. And then I realized she was wearing a different number, and I was like, oh, wow, they have somebody who looks exactly like her and really plays exactly like her. She loves to push the pace. She's she's strong with the ball, um, and she, she loves to pass as well. So I, I just thought that was weird, but they had such great success with Regan Skank running the point for the last couple of years that, like, it's a great fit. Well, it's it's no surprise because you want to know how those both those point guards play like? Lori Payne. That, that's, she's she's found herself. It's very much like Trisha Binford and her diminutive point guards, like these point guard coaches in the league. They find gals that are built like them in stature and, and uh, easier to bestow your wisdom when people have similar skill sets to you sort of naturally. Noah's Dahlia Spin Radio, it's our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented in part by the Montana Educators Credit Union. You don't have to be a teacher to be part of the MECU. MECU is big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. The Montana Educators Credit Union is invested in our community, supporting high school sports across the Garden City and supporting all athletics across the Garden City as well. Let's hear from the head man of the Lady Grizz. Brian Holsinger, uh, I watched his postgame on the stream with Ace Sauerwine. Not a lot of answers. I'll be interested to hear what uh, he has for you as well. What's the missing ingredient in these sort of late close games? Eastern over the weekend, this one again. Tonight. Yeah, this one wasn't really close. I thought they, I thought they beat us down. Um, you know, the sophomore obviously had a great game, and we didn't do the things that we were supposed to do, and we didn't have an answer. And and so obviously, I didn't. From the very beginning, we just we didn't play well. We just didn't play well, which is weird. We're at home. Um, I don't know. We got to go to the look at the tape and figure it out because we did, we haven't played really well the last couple games, and and so um, and we've had close games, but it shouldn't be close if you play the right way. What was the plan on Glancy and how? Yeah, take away her left shoulder, yeah. and that was the plan. That's on the board, and we just let her turn with the right over her right shoulder and hook it over and over and over and. That was not what we're supposed to do. So we got to, for whatever reason, it's always on the coaches. I co- told my staff, for whatever reason, uh, the voice from the coaches to the players is not getting across because we got to do the right things. And we did it there at NAU. So so there's there's a disconnect that we got to figure out. Did they come out showing you something different on your offensive end after you scored 89 in Flagstaff? Uh, I thought they were physical. I thought we we um, we expected them to switch a little bit more, and so they came out. They they iced us in the first game, and they didn't ice us this game. They 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 um, they just kind of were physical with us. They were physical getting over screens. We didn't screen it really well. Um, we came out really discombobulated, and so you know I told them I told our team that I obviously didn't have us ready to play, and so it's on me. Um, we haven't played well. I think it's a time of the season where it's really important we regroup and figure out a way to get back to playing the way we can. Yeah, how do you push through this, right? Because it's it's a long season, right? You're, you're into it now. You're playing two or three games every weekend. How do you push through sort of this stagnation? Yeah, it's a good question. Every team's different, and every season's different. And um, you know, we've been we've been banged up like a lot of teams, and so we're not as deep as we've been. And um, we have other people who are playing banged up, and so. 
we're not getting to practice as much as we usually do this time of year. So do we need to do something different in practice? Um, we'll take a look at everything as a staff and, and try to figure out how we could be our best down the stretch here. Do you think you can fall out of balance potentially to shooting too many three-pointers? Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I thought I thought that, but you know, tonight we shoot almost 40%, and it's like, if you're going to shoot 40%, you better let them fly. And so, um, I think there is a balance, no question, uh, but if you're shooting 40%, I thought we missed a ton of layups tonight. Like, we had multiple layups that we got to finish. I mean, we got to just, we got to finish layups through contact. Uh, we work on it every day, um, and so I think we're 6 of 27 from inside the paint. It's just, you can't, you can't do that and expect to win. Is that because they're they're expecting to get the foul call coming, or, or what is it? That's a good question. I'm going to watch the film and kind of take a look at it and see say, why aren't we finishing? Because um, I don't really know, honestly. Beyond uh, glancing, just your opinion on that NAU team. I mean, they're, they're in first place. They're rolling right yeah. now. What would you see from them? Yeah, I mean, glancy. Yeah. Everything, everybody else was, like, normal. Um, I thought we guarded the guards well, honestly. We, we made it hard on them. They'd hit a few tough shots here and there, but we guarded the three-point line really well. We just didn't guard her well. Um, and so, you know, we have the right plan against her. We just have to execute it, and we just didn't tonight. Does Feldman give them a different look at point guard as opposed to Grace Beasley, who went out early in the season? Eh, I, maybe she's a little faster, yeah. but I think it's... I think she takes less shots, typically. Like, tonight, I don't know what she was. She uh, she didn't do much, I don't think, tonight. We did a good job on her. Yep. Um, she's fast, for sure. Um, but I thought the Morans, I thought they did a really good job today guarding our point guards, just really being physical and tough and fighting like crazy. But we got, you know, we we lead the league in rebound margin. Today we get beat by 10 on the glass. So that's a weird, like, okay, so why all of a sudden do we decide we're going to get beat on the glass by a team at home? That's a that's a weird thing that maybe effort. I don't know. I have to take a look at the film. But to get beat on the glass when we lead the when we lead the league in rebound margin and come in here and get beat, is, that's not that's not a good thing. Come on, it's down ESPN Radio. Brian Holster, head coach of Lady Grizz, after his team fell 69-60 at home to Northern Arizona. Lady Grizz now 7-4. Lumberjacks, first place, 10-1 in Big Sky Conference play. That's our Garden City Spotlight, probably presented by the Missoula Electric Co-op, as well as the Montana Educators Credit Union. Super Bowl talk and some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. That's next. It's our Treasure State Stars coming at you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Ever since Billy Joel played at the Grammys, I've just been rocking out to Billy Joel. I'm still trying to decide. I definitely love some of his songs. I'm impressed, in fact, floored by... The prolific nature of his songwriting from the late 70s up through the early 90s. I mean, nobody wrote as many songs as Billy Joel, I don't think. But uh, it's really fun going down memory lane. A lot of it's a little bit too slow and Sinatra-esque for me. Not that I don't like Rick Sinatra. He's good. But the crooning, I don't know. Eh, it all sort of muddles together. But still, I mean, that song's pretty good. No, it's down here. It's been radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here. On this Friday, it's time for our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. This is just from Thursday's performances. Most of the time we do this on Tuesdays, and it's a collaboration of what went down Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes even Monday across the world of, at least this time of year, hoops. A lot of hoops heavy, usually, this time of year. Uh, but this is just from last night's games. Billing Central, they're still number one in Class A, thanks to Kyler Northrup's hot hand. He had 27 points last night, and Central drills hard in 80-32. to 32. So uh, no real competition there, but 27 for Kyler Northrup. Thursday star number two, Toby Stewart. He had 22 points for the Lodgegrass Indians. They beat St. LeBray 72-69. That's number five over number eight at the Class B ranks. 
So uh, great job there by Lodgegrass. They had four guys in double figures last night and a big win for them. I'm sure that was a pretty fun game to watch. Both those teams love to get up and down. Trust star number three. How about Darren Lear? He's been on this uh, list a couple times, but he had a career high for Fairfield as they beat Rocky Boy 73-70. to Lear had 33 last night, so pretty good by him. Trusse start number four. Tuari Stiffarm Rosette from Box Elder. 35 points, including hitting seven threes. Box Elder is just rolling right now. They are 17-0. They scored 101 points last night. 101 to 77 over Harlem. So uh, they look like the team to beat yet again. Uh, by the way, Brock Elder's Class C, Harlem's Class B. So you're trouncing a, a team from one division up by 25 points? Pretty darn good. Speaking of some of the best teams in Montana, how about the Missoula Loyola boys? We're just giving a Treasure State star to the entire Rams squad. They are now 17-0 themselves, including 10-0 in conference after an 84-22 win over Deer Lodge. They had 56 points in the first half alone. Four players were in double figures by the time halftime even went, rolled around. Ethan Stack finished with 14. Reynolds Johnson added 12. Talon Reynolds had 11. And Jamar Kendrick had 10 for Loyola. They were at 56 to 12 at halftime. Unbelievable. Loyola, they're literally winning ga- every game by 40 points. They're averaging more than 80 and giving up less than 40. Pretty darn impressive. Trying to say start number six. Speaking of Box Elder, how about. Trayson Gilet, he was a little bit overshadowed because uh, Stiff Arm Rosette had 35, but Gilet, he had 27, and uh, he also had back-to-back 40-point games last week, so he's definitely uh, on fire as well. And then Treasure State star number seven, Keon Hernandez. The uh, all-class wrestling tournament starts in Billings this weekend. There's 40 four-time champions in Montana State history. Hernandez. Of Billings West, he's gunning to become number 41. So uh, he's the only one, though, in the mix this year. Last year, there was three young men going for three, or excuse me, going for four-time state champion accolades. They all four of them got it. All three of them got the four-time, excuse me. Hernandez is the only one that's gunning for it this year, but uh, in the mix to do it, he'd be the 41st guy in uh, Montana high school wrestling history to four-peat. There you go. Turner State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. A great place in western Montana to get a loan. Because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Trying to get out early so we can give you as much time as we can in hour number two. So hour one in the books. Carol and the Chicken Does No Sports. And then myself and Andrew Houghton talking plenty about the big game on Sunday. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.